What the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 points that I don't like, but I'm going to allow. I'm your co-host, Davey, and with me today, I got Josh. How are you, Josh? I'm doing well, Davey. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, it's been a hot second since uh, we've got to throw down, but we're going to get a chance soon. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, for context, we're recording on the 4th of January, so we're just into 2023. It's our first episode of the new year. And we are going to do the promised uh, tribute to the late, great Chatting Crit, where we pick a debate topic relevant to the community at hand and uh, discuss it. And uh, you can be the judge of who comes out on top or if it's a, you know, if there maybe there's no winners here. Who Who's to say? Uh, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, we put out a poll on our Discord for which of our two topics um, between that and soliciting feedback from listeners, we've landed on a discussion about the number of war bands and what should be done. Uh, we're we're going to break that down further once we get to there, but we got some of our usual segments to go through. Uh, to community shout outs, Josh, uh, what do you want to talk community wise here? All right. So we've got our tournament coming up on the 21st of January. It's going to be at Noble Knight Games right away when they open up at 10 o'clock. And it's going to be championship. Going to be a great time. Yeah, uh, we we'd love to see you come in from wherever. Uh, if you are new and want to check it out, we're gonna let us know. You know, tell us tell us you're coming. We're, we're gonna have a link on the uh, site. Let us know that you're new, and we'll make sure we got something to whatever you're missing. We'll make sure you have it so you can play. Absolutely. And speaking of our local community and bad segues, we've got uh, our uh, league coming up tomorrow, January fifth. We will be uh, starting off with that. No set format, so long as uh, both opponents are happy to play then uh we're we're all set so again if you're part of our community or somebody new go ahead and come on out it'll be at six o'clock at noble night games i'm gonna get way off topic for a second here uh you mentioned bad segues that made me think we we uh we have some uh you know shirts and stuff up uh we haven't had a new merch idea for a little while i you know there there could be a spinoff like the bad segue gang uh and oh my god it could be yes and it's just like you know, leather jackets and, and, uh, what do you call it? The bikers wear a cut or whatever. Uh, but we're all riding, we're all riding segways. <laughs> oh, I would love that so much. <laughs> Just aviators, you know, smoking cigs. And I have, uh, I have somebody who's, uh, real quick with, uh, with, bad photoshop so <laughs> i can definitely ask her if she can put that together all right let's see let's uh yeah we'll we'll uh we'll come back around we'll get it to our marketing department and see uh see where we go. <laughs> uh let's see I, we got a couple things that uh, listeners have uh written in about uh one is mike s's event uh this is sleeks bowl who has been uh, kicking out a blog we've linked it uh, several times he is going to be running an event on the 12th of february uh, at Gordon's Good Games in Atescadero. That's between LA and San Francisco out on the West Coast. Start at 1 p.m., be Rivals format, and uh, tons of stuff, uh, prizes given away, uh, Narwood Warbands, Universal Cards, uh, game tokens, that sort of thing. And then there will be uh, there'll be some number of uh, boards, warbands, and dice provided if you are just looking to try it out. Um, you can get in touch. The easiest way, we'll, we'll link... Uh, we'll link... Uh, to some information about it 
on our site, but the easiest way is hop on our discord and, uh, seek out sleeks bowl and ask him about it. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll make sure he kind of posts the event there on the discord too. So that it's there. And, uh, in another part of the world altogether, uh, Tristan has asked us to plug the Warhammer Underworlds world team championship. It's been open for registration. It's going to be May 27th to 29th. It's in Hereford, Germany. Uh, it uses five player teams. Currently Italy, Poland, France, Germany, and Austria are all signed up. Uh, he's, he's, uh, working on me to try and get an American team going. That sounds pretty amazing. It's a pretty big ask. Um, and yeah, to be clear, this is an in-person event. So, uh, I, I know that we have loved being part of the uh, team events that we participated in the past. So if you get a chance to do that in person, highly encouraged. Just want to cut in with some breaking news about Grand Clash at Adepticon. Our sources have told us uh, at the time of this release that uh, we have confirmed there will be a GW run event. It's going to be uh, Grand Clash, uh, tons of slots available. Uh, day one is the 25th of March. That would be the Saturday. Uh, and day two is for the uh, top cut. Uh, currently, there's a little bit of confusion about uh, what the format will be. The announcement lists both Nemesis and Championship, uh, so we expect to see clarity on that in a few days. But uh, everyone here at What the Hex hopes to see you there. And back to the show. That's that. Hey, uh, what the heck is going on with you, Josh? You know, I've uh, I've had a really busy holiday season, which is unusual. Usually it's, you know, uh, enough to keep me on my toes, but not enough to keep me, like, running from place to place. And it's been good. Um, haven't done a whole lot with uh, Underworlds. I was able to uh, reach peak adulthood, and over Christmas I got gifted some shelving. Uh, so definitely using that to... Uh, reupholster some of the uh the hobby space oh man i i'm glad you said how you said reupholster i was like oh man is it like now that i got shelf space i can reupholster my couch and like oh you're you're blasting straight from <laughs> straight from adulthood straight through like grandparenthood <laughs> <laughs> no not quite not quite maybe reupholster was the uh was the wrong word refurnish that's the all word right I'm looking for. there we go all right Whew, close one uh <laughs> I same thing. I, I've, with family visiting and that sort of thing, it's been hard to get some underworlds in lately. Been doing a, a little bit of reading, a little bit of thinking. Uh, really excited to get uh, going with our league again. Uh, the nature of my work means that uh, I will. I think I'm going to be able to make it tomorrow. I'll miss a few weeks and then I'll, I'll come back. So I'm going to be trying to uh, fill in along the sides. Uh, but uh, now, uh, now I have the next 24 hours to kind of grapple over like what warband to bust out for in person. Um, I don't know. There's, it's just so many, so many, perhaps you might say too many good choices. I don't know. We'll, oh my. We'll Would <laughs> we'll you say too many? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, we're going to get there. Let's, uh, let's kick these off. Uh, we're going to do our main topic here. And that is that debate uh, that is on the listener voted topic of uh, what to do about the number of, of war bands uh, now uh, up to 47 at the time of recording. Uh, we're, we're going to be taking one side or the other. One is, one is, uh, we don't need to do anything about it. It's fine. And the other is we should do something about it. Uh, IE, uh, the, the most commonly mentioned thing is rotate. Um, well, we can talk more about that. Uh, but in the grand tradition of chatting crit, uh, we are going to randomize which side is debate we have to take. And then at the end we can maybe, uh, uh, say what our own opinion was on it. 
Um, but what you're going to hear is we're going to be trying to make points uh, in one way or the other. They might not necessarily be a point that uh, we uh, feel that we feel represents our personal point of view, but uh, we're just trying to get that out there. So uh, trying this out. I have in my hand four Underworlds dice. Uh, we're going to dice this off. Hmm. How do you want to do this? Winner takes uh, rotation. Okay. The winner the winner has to argue in favor of rotation. In favor of something must be done. Sound good? All right. Sounds okay. good to me. What uh, which Underworlds dice do you have in your hand there? I have the Gnarlwoods dice in my okay. hand. I've got the Grand Alliance Chaos dice. Ooh, very uh, two nice attack choice. dice and one defense dice because I'm feeling a little more on the attack right now. Ooh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, I've got one crit. I have... Uh, two smash and a dodge, so just a crit. I have drum roll, please. Okay. I have one double. <laughs> so you get to take the uh, you get to take the rotate stance. That sounds like a Josh roll. All right. <laughs> it does indeed. <laughs> so uh, we will perhaps formalize this format a little bit more in future if people find that they uh, enjoy it. We'll uh, see what ways we want to tweak it. Uh, but as the winner of the dice roll, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a opening to kind of uh, give a, a broad statement about. Uh, where I'm coming from, and then we'll we'll kind of support that with a few things as we go on. So, how about uh, we each we each kind of make a, a broad opening statement about uh, what we think, what we th- why why this is why you should listen to our uh, side of the argument here. Does that sound, sound good? good to me? Okay. So, as I've already mentioned, I mean I've already been seeding the ground in favor of my side of the argument here. There are 47 warbands out there. That's an awful lot of warbands. Uh, this this is too many. Uh, there, this is a great game, uh, but there, there's so many variables and, uh, they can't be infinite, right? We have to, we have to trim them down. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why today. Um, if you just, uh, bend your ear to me, Josh. Well, this game from its roots has kind of promised that you're always going to have access to the war bands that you buy. You're going to be able to use them in some capacity, whether that's dusting them off, picking them up and uh, rejoining the community at some point, or that's, you know, maybe you have a favorite from season one and you want to ride that train all the way to the final destination. Uh, so that's what I'm going to argue for is making sure that the, the content that we have sticks around. All right. Uh, how about, uh, how about I'll kick things off here? Okay. Yeah. So that's true. I hear you say that, uh, in your, in your opening statement here, I, I hear you say that, uh, you know, you, the promise has been there that you always be able to use your models. And, uh, that's been kind of a, a GW thing in, in general, right? Like they, it's, it's relatively rare. It's not a completely unheard of, but relatively rare for, uh, a model or faction to be, uh, hard banned from a game, right? Uh, if you, if you look at some of the other games, but, but here's the thing is like the ground has already been broken here for underworlds. There are plenty of cards I have, you know, I want to say, uh, maybe five pounds of cards that, uh, I, I can't <laughs> use right now unless I want to play a true relic, uh, and, and go back, uh, and ain't nobody got uh, time yes. for that madness. The true gentleman's game. <laughs> uh, the true savages game. I don't know. <laughs> God, who do you? nightmarish uh but those cards are rotated and uh so it's it's an idea that we 
can be comfortable with. So uh, I don't uh, I don't see what the big fuss is about uh, rotating rotating a warband when we're already rotating cards. Fair enough. Uh, so the the biggest point that I have, and I'll I'll kind of feed off of this, is that variety is kind of the spice of life, and not there haven't been any bad seasons from what mm-hmm. I can from what I can see, but there have been seasons where some factions aren't as strong as others. Um, particularly comes to mind the season of Beast Grave. Uh, those factions across the board were, competitively speaking, either super hot or super cold. Mm. They were either not competitive at all, or they were just absolutely wrecking the play space. Give me, give me some examples here. Justify this. Yeah, absolutely. So, just as an example, uh, you had the the prime examples of the. Hot warbands were, uh, goodness. Pretty much. I was about to say, Sepulchral Guard was on my tongue, <laughs> but I knew it was wrong. Uh, Grimwatch uh, were, were very hot in that meta, and uh, Rothgorn was also very hot. Uh, gosh, now I want to... So cold he's hot. So, Blade Coven. Very cold on release. <laughs> very, very cold. Let's see. What other warbands do we have here? Rippa's very hot on release. Like there was there was no question on that. I mean, I, I will say this. I, I on release I think they're a, a slow burn because they came out so close to Grimwatch, but but I'm I'm nitpicking here, right? I, 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 I would yeah. agree with you there. They yeah. they didn't quite take off, but they there wasn't much of a change between when people started figuring figuring them out and when they started working. Mm. Um, oh gosh, what else are we looking at here? I think I mentioned Wormspat. They started off real cold. <laughs> some some might say never never ungot cold, uh, never warmed up. Yeah, uh, never warmed up. Ayo. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, bad jokes aside, though, that was that was pretty much the release schedule for uh, for Beastgrave was just very hot, very cold warbands, mm. um, and it seems like a pretty even split between the two. So if we're talking about rotating to a point where it's with the seasons, that's four warbands that, if you want to be competitive, are really what you have to go with. Mm. So you're saying if we if we trim down old warbands, then the number of uh, truly viable warbands at any given moment is going to be uh, lower than it actually even looks on paper. Right, and it's not it's not necessarily the the idea that every warband has to be viable or every warband has to be able to to compete with every other warband. It's the idea that the the more you concentrate it down the fewer options you have at your disposal, whether Mm. that's for narrative play, whether that's for competitive play, and particularly in competitive play, it amplifies any flaws that you see in the game. So if you're in a very melee-heavy meta, for example, and let's just put Beastgrave in a box, Mm. Rothgorn is a problem. there's, There's no two ways about it. If, if we were in a rotation situation where we have fewer warbands at our disposal, 
everybody's bringing Rothgorn or everybody's losing kind of thing. So you're, you're saying that uh, having a, a bigger pool of warband gives you more potential to answer somebody who might be bullying, uh, bullying a given uh, meta. Absolutely. And it puts mm-hmm. a lot less pressure on the, uh, the developers, GW, to fix said problem. Because over time, people did find solutions to Hrothgarn. Uh, it did take a little bit of curbing in the form of forsaken and restricted options. But from the outset, he was a problem, but the community adapted to that problem. And mm. some of them were older warbands. So I yeah you you're talking about uh, having forty seven you are you saying that uh, you know to to uh, be able to drive one particular nail and you might need forty seven hammers to to do the trick is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, not necessarily <laughs> that I need forty seven hammers to do the trick. For one, I don't have that many hands to hold forty seven hammers, <laughs> but. I might need a socket wrench to work a uh, uh, a bolt and a Jesus. Why am I struggling on nouns today? A, a uh, nut and bolt. Yeah, nut and bolt. Goodness. Don't don't try to use my metaphor against me. I'm sir. I'm absolutely <laughs> going to use your metaphor against you. I might need a uh, socket wrench to work a uh, nut and bolt instead of you know driving that hammer into a nail. Well, all right. I I hear that. Uh, what you're saying is that the uh, the pool uh, provides more tools uh, for the community to come up with something, and I I would argue that you are less likely to develop a problem if uh, that pool is not so big in the first place. Because right now, uh, Ooh, I'm ev- curious to hear this argument. Sure, yeah. So every time uh, you know, look look at the contortions they've had to go through, and, they, and they've the and I'm talking about the uh, designers. Uh, They've had to find ways to like, you know, create a, create a specific mechanic or create uh, we've seen restrictions on uh, large fighters. We've seen uh, cards that cannot be given to large fighters. Now cards that uh, if are given to fighters that become large, they'll break. Um, we've, we've seen all these sort of things and we know, we know who some of the culprits behind these are. We're looking at Hrothgorn and uh, Moloch, right? Like right. those two big guys are, even even from the distant past of season two and three are continuing to warp what is available in the card pool. Uh, they've they've again we have sung the praises of Grand Alliance cards. Uh, we like how those can provide a way to uh, limit some of the interactions, uh, kind of give give more lanes for developing of mechanics uh, that would be broken one Grand Alliance but are fine in another, or just you know continue to lean into a flavor for a Grand Alliance. But these are things that they've had to do because that pool remains so big. As long as Molog or Hrothgorn remains in the pool, there are certain cards that you just can't print uh, because they will, or you at least you can't print them as a pure universal because those guys will abuse them. Um, and uh, and that's a problem, in my opinion. I, in, in the opinion of the side on which I'm arguing, I should say. I, I would uh, I would agree with you there. So I, this is one of those points where I'm going to have to reach across the aisle. <laughs> and we'll we'll put it in our checkbox for the under 30 points that <laughs> I don't like, but I'll allow. Magic. Don't be reasonable. That's not why people are tuning in. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, you the can be betrayal. The betrayal. The plot twist. Uh, <laughs> And it's, it's because it's something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's hmm. magic. 
mm-hmm. magic has not existed in any sort of reasonable capacity because curse breakers exist. Mm, okay. Yeah, and sure. they are they are ready and waiting to break that mechanic in half because they have three wizards that just happen. Yeah, and it's not just you know. So magic is a great uh, great example. Like it was a warband that has redundancy, has some inbuilt uh, gambits and upgrades, uh, and they we we've seen magic kind of wither wither on the vine. Um, even even as casters continue to uh, crop up. Um, did you know that? The Truth Seekers have a caster in their warband. Uh, I didn't until relatively recently because I forget. You know, you have these level ones you can't really salt that in very easily. Um, but it even pops up in other places. You know, we, we talk about Moloch being a problem because of his big size, but there are cards uh, that ooh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna forget the name of this card. There were there were two. Um, there were two objectives. They were surge objectives for moving a second time. Uh, you could score those. Uh, they were pretty, pretty niche, except for one guy. And again, Moloch was the problem here. And it wasn't even that he was big. It was that he had this ability to move twice uh, in a in a time when almost nobody else did. Uh, other people could find a way to score it with like a potion of grace. Uh, if you had a resurrection mechanic where you'd have a guy move, die, bring him back, move him again. Uh, but because Molag existed, there was this kind of cool corner playstyle that uh, couldn't be couldn't be explored by other warbands because those cards got restricted because they had to be restricted because they were a problem on Molag. Well, if you rotate Molag out of the pool, like I'm saying you should, well then that opens up options for those cards. See, I I would counter with that is that's kind of a shortcoming, and shortcoming feels like a. a really strong word in this context but i don't know what else to put in here Mm. um that is something that i wish the developers would do more of with this game is restricting fighter specific cards or not Mm. fighter specific cards warband specific cards in in lieu of uh universal cards Mm. because when you restrict universal cards what happens is you do an even power uh, power nerf for all warbands. Mm. Uh, so in this context, where it's one warband that's exploiting that, I, I get the, the Forsaken and Restricted. Mm. But with, uh, with warbands like Molog, the... I feel like the better way to handle that is not to rotate him out so much as forsake or restrict cards that are available to that warband specifically. Interesting. Because if you, let's just take uh, Ferocious Bite as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to uh, restrict, is it restricted? Did it get it is, that? It is restricted now. It yeah. is restricted. Okay, I was yep. remembering correctly. Yep. All you've done is lower the power curve for all warbands. All, war, Most, all warbands that have a range one attack that they would buff, right? Correct. Yeah. Now, granted, not all warbands have or rely on range one attacks, and not all warbands want to up that. That's not the playstyle for everybody. But all you've done is lower the power curve for all warbands equally in an aggro sense. Mm. But... If Molog has a, a dice upgrade, 
I'm not too familiar. He's, he's got a reroll. Right, if he's got a reroll or some sort of accuracy buff and you restrict that instead, because Molog is is taking the meta by the horns and, and throwing his weight around, then you've brought that back into pace as opposed to that. So I guess what I'm saying in a long-winded fashion is rotating the entire warband isn't necessary in the sense of, of balance so much as balancing that specific warband. Mm, that's fair and maybe i've made a uh i, I will say that I, I may have brought up a bad example or one of us has with uh with Molog because Molog Molog has exists in the weird state of having very very few in faction cards that are like worth taking right like he's he's got almost nothing uh in his objectives upgrades or gambits that are like yep that's a that's an auto take. Uh, and the ones that are, are now restricted. However, to your point, uh, in, in Molog's case, when, at the time when they did restrict burst of speed and long strider, uh, the two surge objectives for moving twice in a particular phase, uh, something that I just remembered completely on my own and did not just pause the podcast to look up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were at that time, they, they did not restrict any faction, uh, specific. Uh, upgrades we take that for granted now but that's uh that's something they've had to come to so uh, i think they they made that realization as well so i guess that uh i guess that does i'll i'll uh i'll give you a a tip of the tip of the hat there i guess that does kind of <laughs> temper temper the need for um rotating warbands is if you can find as they have these workarounds with the um with the uh grand alliance cards or specifically restricting um uh, restricting a faction's cards so like you know, if you thought, well, I don't know. Uh, let me let me ask you this: uh, Do you think that works on something that is the current hotness? Uh, this may be another debate for uh, other times, but uh, if we look at um, the Gnarl Spirit Pack, do you think you just like hit them with six in faction restricteds, or does that uh, does that just kind of push them into the universal pool completely? I mean, if we're talking. What I would like is I would like a warband not to be released where they need six restricted slots <laughs> right off the rip. Sure, uh, but that's not the world we live in. Yeah. Um, I I think it's it's a difficult ask, mm. and I understand that that restricting six cards right off the rip is going to be tough to swallow for a warband like that because at that point you're just taking the the fighter cards and universals sure. is is what you're working with yeah. and that that i don't think gets as much of the the fun of the warband involved mm. um and fun's what we play for yeah so i especially in nemesis right because i mm -hmm. don't think the forsaken and restricted has any sway in that right. regard right and if you're restricting six cards in nemesis format well that's oh gosh an eighth of the cards am i remember 60 64 divided by six gosh I suck two yeah uh, it's it's almost an eighth okay so if you if you're in a position where you have to do that that's that's rough i yeah uh, I, I hear you, and, and I exaggerate some. I, I think uh, I think that outlier warbands can only be 
contained so much by restricting their own cards is I guess why why I'm saying that you may still end up needing a rotate a warband. But and I I would agree with you. I I think I can tip my hat back towards your tip of the hat on that on that. These note. these these hats are getting increasingly tipped. They're gonna be they're gonna be like just on the side of our heads pretty soon. Uh, fair. Okay. So we we've talked about some of the problems that uh problems or or otherwise that warbands remaining in uh, can that and and uh, the fact that you know whatever whatever you're listening to you know certain warbands names will keep cropping up as they go um will will come up uh i'm going to are you okay if i kind of shift to another another kind of focus here for a second yeah um, absolutely and i've i've got one that i can shift focus to if you'd like as well well uh i was going to talk about uh new players is that is that uh, something worth talking about here i uh, it in a world where Nemesis is on the tip of everybody's tongues, I think new players is something worth talking about. Okay, so it's it's, uh, it's something that's near and dear to our hearts. Like we've we've got uh, you know a community that we've grown here specifically, like by trying to to lower the barrier of entry. Um, there's I've I've already said there are a lot of variables in this game, uh, and right now there's 47 warbands worth of variables. That is an incredible amount. Uh, for anyone, if somebody feels like they want to get competitive, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get in my rocking chair and, and tell you how I, re- I remember the day back when, in my day, <laughs> back in my day when I was good at this game, uh, there were, there were only <laughs> like four war bands, uh, you know, at one point. And I thought the game was an incredible amount of fun at that point. Uh, I, I played it when there were four war bands, when there were eight, when there were 16, uh, and that felt like a lot of variety. If you are if you are a new player and there's some grognard like myself that shows up and keeps on busting out like his old toys, you're like, oh, gosh, I've never even seen these guys before. Maybe never even heard them before. And so you have to learn a whole new Warbands mechanic. Uh, that might be fine for you, but it also feels kind of bad if it's uh, if it's you getting surprised by you know by some mechanic that uh, that there wasn't a reason to exist or right reason to think existed. Uh, I, I, you know, to, to give a specific example before I, I give you a chance to, to rebut here is, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think Hrothgorn is a good one on that where learning how to play against Hrothgorn. Once you've, once you've got some play patterns down, you can, you can play against him. You can fight against him. Uh, but Hrothgorn and, and also Ripa, like there's, there's certain, uh, techniques and and uh, such that you'd use uh, if if we stick to Hrothgorn, like the the trap, like understanding how the trap works is kind of a big deal, and that can be a big gotcha if you are really focused on the big ogre, learning exactly what his stat line is, and then all of a sudden somebody's thrown down a two a two damage trap from uh, Bushwhack in and uh, knocks you out without much in the way of dice being rolled. Uh, it's a feel bad and that's a lot of information and you don't want to have to learn a new warband every time you sit down to play. So I, I think, um, I think having a full slate of warbands like this is kind of a, a overwhelming, uh, barrier for new players. Uh, and I, I don't know, uh, what you think about that. So I, I definitely can, uh, definitely can relate to that. I know that, um, this is a problem that isn't easily solved. That's why we're having a uh, lengthy debate about it and not just a yes, go forth and do. <laughs> um, I, I've experienced a couple of different uh, 
video games, not necessarily tabletop games, where they've run into this problem. Oh. Uh, the most common of which is uh, League of Legends. Okay. So I played back in back in my college days when there was maybe like somewhere between eight and sixteen champions. Saw it grow, and then now fast forward to modern times where there is well over a hundred, and you get to a point where the creative juice starts to run dry mm. or you have to absolutely crank up the 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 power creep in order to make it worthwhile mm-hmm. and then then you just get into the whole problem of why am i not just playing x champion so that being said the there's there's another feel bad that runs parallel to that not knowing the mechanics of an older warband and that is returning players so if a returning player wants to get back into the game now being a great time to do so comes back and has their warband that they used to play and they love to play they come back and they ask hey i've got uh this warband i've got these cards can i play and somebody says well Nah, none of the stuff you've got is uh, <laughs> is is up to speed. We, that's you've got to buy back in. Yeah, that's fair because we we did we uh, did pick up on a number of returning players, or, or it, it has helped us get some people to just check it out because they're like, I've played this once or twice before. I think I still got my stuff. Let me go check. That's really all I've got on that point. I mean, <laughs> returning players are are returning players, and I don't I don't think there's going to be a large pocket of people and viewers. If you are one of these people, please feel free to correct me. <laughs> I don't think there are going to be a large pocket of people that are going to be wildly upset that their five ish year old models aren't viable anymore. I'd be a little sad if I wasn't able to use war bands like Sepulchral Guard or um, Eyes of the Nine as much as they've abused me over the years. <laughs> I I don't think I would be too sad to see them go. Yeah. It, I mean, and you're talking about like, <laughs> you're but, talking about uh, a war band that has maybe abused you uh, like as, as a player of them, as in a player against them, uh, in the case of eyes, like you can, I mean, a little bit of, uh, I wasn't on the receiving end of when, uh, when Skylar and Brian came back in thinking they were hot stuff and (laughs) you took them to town. But yes, I've been, I've been on both sides of the board when eyes of the nine came to party and Hmm. not good. Sure. I mean, gosh, I think I'm shooting myself in my foot here by, by saying (laughs) that statement, but, uh, well, tell me this same time. Go tell ahead. me this and tell me honestly as as because uh at what at what point remind the listeners uh, at what point you you joined this game so i joined this game i believe uh, and this is i believe i came right as beast grave launched mm. and i think the i think the, the there's no think the first war band that i brought to the table was eyes of the nine mm-hmm. and boy howdy did i take a long time to learn that they were just <laughs> not go- not going to do me any favors great, from a Bob. competitive standpoint so let's 
let's say that uh, let's say that there was a rotation in place that mirrored the cards. You know, let's say we said that you can have anything from the current calendar year and the previous calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, calendar being rough. Uh, what what used to be the current season and the previous season now is maybe the current season and the three previous seasons, depending on how they actually do things. We're we're still. Yeah, so if I'm exactly. so if I'm understanding you correctly, uh, imagine a world in which Shadespire didn't no longer existed. Right. Uh, imagine if when you came in, uh, your eyes, the eyes that you chose to pick up, they were still legal. They would only mm-hmm. be legal for another year or so, and then anything previous was not. Uh, in that in that situation, you would have never played against Sepulchral Guard. You would have never played against Chosen Axes. Um, it, does that does that feel like you would have missed out on something, or does that feel like the game would have still been healthy for you? Because I, I would argue, I think you would have still felt the game was was healthy. That's a great question. Uh, so uh, I'm going to get the cheeky answer out of the way first. Okay. Um, so that wouldn't have given me the uh, the one win I had at my first tournament, which was against uh, <laughs> the uh, the orcs at the time. So <laughs> I don't know if it would have been as positive an experience, you know. Sure. Um, but jokes aside, I, I do think that as a new player coming in, I I don't I don't think I would have missed out on seeing Sepulchral Guard. Mm. They've got a pretty cool mechanic, and I yeah. would love to see something a little more similar to that. Like I I would want to see that over time. Yeah. If but I would argue I would argue they they've rotated and you have kind of seen that over time. You've seen war bands that have, uh, you know, if you, if you, they have their ability to move to it once you see some variation on that with your beloved, um, Ossiarch bone reapers, uh, Canaan's reapers, right? Uh, not exactly right. the same, but similar. Uh, you've seen that resurrection mechanic, uh, reiterated in a few different ways. So it, it's not like, you know, at, at the time when the game was new, I might've, been like oh gosh like you can't get rid of sepulchral guard or you'll never see a resurrect mechanic again mm-hmm. um but that's not the case like you 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 see those kind of redone and honestly in a lot of ways uh improved upon as as the game goes on uh so i i think uh i think if you dispense with the idea that like these war bands uh once they leave like you never you never get to see him uh, never get to see that mechanic again or enjoy that mechanic again i think you get to see it reimagined or, or uh refined um I, I think that's something to keep in mind too i would agree and uh i i think the overall point that you're you're trying to make if i'm hearing you correctly is that overall new players are not going to miss out on war bands being rotated because there sure. is enough of there is enough of warband diversity to cover those bases to see what they need to see, and they don't. New players don't necessarily have to have those warbands in order for it to be a rewarding experience. Yeah, I mean, think about how many players. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna project a little bit. Like, uh, I have a bit of a completionist bug in me, and I I know Skylar who absolutely same. <laughs> I yeah. I have a list of warbands and releases that I don't have, and it it haunts me. So if I told you, if I could, I would it, would I, would I take a weight? Would I kindly remove a weight from your shoulders? If I said, you know what, Josh, it doesn't matter. Those, those war bands have rotated out. You can take a, take a deep breath. Or would you still feel that itch? How, how bad is the infection? I guess is what I'm saying. I would say right now, if you said they were still going to, to be 
uh, put on the chopping block and, and no longer valid, I would still finish that collection. Hmm. But if back in ye olden days, uh, when Beastgrave started, and you told me that warbands were, were going to rotate back then, and you told me, hey, Shadespire, Shadespire's dead. Long live the new Shadespire. Nothing from that season is ever going to be valid in anything but Relic, which nobody in our community plays. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have gone back and collected. So yeah, it would you know as as a new player, it might have been a little bit liberating. It might have not felt like there's this whole trove of stuff that you could get if you could just find it, or you could get if you could just afford the hundred and forty dollars it costs on eBay <laughs> to get it. So. Plus shipping. Don't forget yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. So I think our, our we we're looking at a, a sort of a new player versus returning player versus long-standing player uh, dynamic here, right? Like uh, new players probably benefit from a rotation. Returning players, it's probably a barrier to them returning if we if we uh, have some kind of rotation. And then long-standing players, uh, someone like me who's been around since the start has every warband along the way. Uh, I'd be sad to see them go. But I would, I would still enjoy. Like I, I don't get enough reps with, uh, with uh, you know the warbands come out fast enough that I, I can't deep dive every warband as they come out anyway. So, uh, I I think there's so much to explore in the game, even if you limit the number of options available to you. That uh, you know, and I, I can't speak for every long-standing player, but I, I can speak for myself in this situation where I have rolled the dice to argue in mm-hmm. this case, uh, that I, I don't think rotating would from a competitive perspective, like be a problem for me. I think, yeah. So if, if I had a situation where the only war bands I could take were from nether maze, Harrow deep or Gnarlwood, I would, I would be okay with that. Like there's, there's war bands in that I haven't had taken a deep dive on. It would kind of force me to check out some of these that I, I hadn't, um, you know, I, I have spent a fair amount of time with Shadeborn. I haven't with, uh, the new rats. Um, you know, I got, Godspeed to, uh, Phil and to Alex who, who really have tried to work with, uh, with the pirate ogre at times. Um, I, I have not done it, but, but which is to say, like, sometimes I see them do something successful. Actually, I'll say this I, when, uh, Alex G came up for our, um, at the time we called it rivals plus, but our, our nemesis and, uh, he and I faced off, uh, I was really impressed with what he put together with, with that guy. And it was, it, it's those kind of games that make me say like, Oh, let me check that out. And I, I think there's enough room for somebody who is collecting everything and wants to explore a lot of different aspects of the game. Uh, I don't feel overly limited by not having access to this massive, you know, ponderous archive of, of other war bands. Mm-hmm. On that topic, I, I would have to have to disagree. I would be really sad to see Kanan's Reapers go. I've mm-hmm. gotten so attached to that warband, and that is since I've picked that warband up, that has been the the warband that I've been excited to deck build for. Sure. Every card release, there is there is a the first cursory glance is okay. What is exciting in this deck for Kanan's Reapers? Hmm. Then it's okay. What else is going to be busted? 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So first, first, what can I use first? Then, then who else cares about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, that would be, that would be an instance where in my personal scenario, I would be disappointed to see that war band go. And I could, now that, now that I'm talking it out loud, I, I hope the listeners have caught on with me this far uh, so as not to get their torches and pitchforks. <laughs> I, I think there there is something to be said for nostalgia and familiarity. Now, if we all pick a warband and stick with it forever, that's not healthy for the game. Because mm. if if we if we get stuck on those, there there does has to be have to be some sort of forward progression. Otherwise, we're just playing Shadespire forever, mm. which I don't think anyone wants. Like I, <laughs> somebody I, somewhere wants. There's it. somebody yeah. somewhere that's like Shadespire was the best spire. Don't take it away from me. We're going back to season one forever. And you know what? Respect. Mm. You know what you like, but. It doesn't give us the game that we've got today. We we don't have any sort of sort of change behind that. Um, that being said, I, I I'm torn on that. I, yeah. I, I there is definitely something to be said for nostalgia and being able to play your flavor in the current environment. Yeah, and to your point, you know there are members of the community that pour energy and effort into this and they are motivated, you know, to, to run a particular war band. You know, we think of the, uh, chosen axes mafia that's out there. Um, we, we think of the, the people who ripped eyes of the nine deep into dire chasm, you know, like there's, there's people who, um, provide an energy and a resource, uh, because of their love of a particular war band. So I, I, I mean, I, I can, I can identify with the nostalgia component for sure. Well, so one thing I'll say is that like we're we're talking about, you know, we should probably be clear. Like, are we talking about championship format? And I know that's what a lot of people play, but uh, you know, it's one thing to say like tournaments are going to be played with this championship format, and that's going to have a pool of warbands that are, you know, that are rotated. Uh, that doesn't mean you can never bring your stuff out to play locally, right? Like. You know, right. we, we have our, we have our own local thing. We, that, that's still available to you. You could have, you know, you could have a historical night or whatever. So, uh, those words I, have, those words have literally been sitting in my mouth <laughs> almost this entire conversation, <laughs> but I keep telling myself, no, I'm on the no rotate side of things. Don't say that. We don't compromise here. We're here to debate. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, that's available to you, um, it would, you know, in your, in your local. And there is, you know, there's the argument for, uh, playing, playing in a particular way. People like to prep for tournaments. People like to, you know, have a, again, in a, in a game of many, many variables, people like to have, people like to have a particular, you know, you know, control for as many of them as possible, which is why you tend to not play a whole bunch of different formats. You play, um, play uh uh one like when when relic uh was first introduced you know a couple of people tried it out but people really wanted to be playing the one because you didn't want to have a bunch of practice against variables that you weren't going to encounter in uh in a tournament environment i would agree so i think we've kind of uh beaten this around the head uh enough that i think uh i think we can maybe sum it up and then uh kind of 
uh, you know, come back at it uh, from uh, from not necessarily an opposing standpoint. Um, are you good for that? Yeah, I'm good for that. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to try and summarize here. Uh, my my argument, my argument is this game. This game has a whole lot to keep in mind. Like if you, even if you are a new player and just looking at two war bands, there is so much to try to absorb in this game. Why would we make it have 47 still to grow uh, war bands for them to learn also? Uh, that's not to say that we're reducing it down to something super simple. There's still going to be anywhere from 12 to 16 war bands available at any given time. Uh, maybe more depending on what we do with that starter box. Right. So, uh, there are, we can reduce this, make it more reasonable without making it simplistic. And I think that makes it easier for newer players, which are the future of the game that makes it easier for the designers who are the ones that make this game possible. And, uh, it makes it easier for the people who are trying to teach the game, um, which is hopefully all the rest of us. And that's why in my not at all randomized opinion. We should definitely rotate the uh, war bands. Josh, your rebuttal. I hear it. Um, so in my also definitely not randomized opinion, I would definitely state the case for nostalgia being a huge, huge part of supporting the foundation of a community. Um, more often than not, the older players that you have in a community are going to support and and further the game. So being able to throw them a bone, especially returning players, and letting them play with what they've got and not have to continually buy in just to come back um, is a pretty big feel-bad. Um, I personally know that there is at least one warband that I would be sad to, to, sad to see go, um, and I know that others out there are probably going to to feel similarly. Um, kind of thinking about that nostalgia factor, there there may not be a a point where, uh, in at least in my example, there not be another point where there is a Kanan's Reapers like warband. Sure, there's the Exiled Dead. They have a a raise mechanic and a a unified move mechanic, but it's even visually speaking, they're they're just that much different, even within death. Uh, so not having that unique theme present could be a huge blow to somebody's uh, willingness to continue on with the game. All right, fair enough. Well, listener, that that uh, brings to the end uh, our debate. Uh, our our initial plan was to maybe have a moderator, but uh, illness and uh, labor requirements have. Uh, decimated our numbers. That's why. Uh, that's why you're just hearing Josh and I on here right now. But that's why you're still getting an episode. You know, without uh, without our extra flexibility, we we might have had to miss an episode for the first time in a long time. So uh, we are. Josh and I are going to come together. We don't have someone to adjudicate other than you, the listener, and you should let us know what you think uh, about that. But uh, Josh, having having heard both sides, let me ask you this: Before the roll off, was there a side that you would have preferred to have uh, been on the side of? First, tell me what you would have preferred to argue, and then tell me if you think you fall on one side or the other. So, if I had to choose, I would say I would prefer to have argued for rotation. Hmm. I think the I think the idea of it keeps the game moving. I understand that I made a a 
big case for nostalgia and i i personally fall into that boat i would fall a little bit victim to it mm-hmm. i think with as heavily as gw is leaning on supporting new players and getting new blood into the game and making sure that it's easy to access i think that i, I think that doubles down on that and the other part of that is i i know that i'm nostalgic for canaan's reapers but i also have been looking at new war bands and thinking gosh these are actually kind of cool and i haven't really touched most of them because i've gotten stagnant and comfortable with that single war band and i think that's led me to a place where i'm a little bit stagnant in in my my play style where i don't necessarily know these war bands well enough to play against them um that said i don't think that's the end of the story um i don't think there's a a hard and fast way to to go one way or the other what about you would uh did you have any preferences going into this you know it's funny because uh before going into this i think i was uh i was actually more in the uh don't rotate it's not necessary kind of kind of bucket but the the act of arguing in favor of rotation actually kind of warmed me up to the idea of like uh maybe some kind of rotation is is not so bad as uh, as i would have thought um and i think i had the same thing because i i know in the middle of that i said you know there wouldn't be too many people sad to see the sepulchral guard go and then then i remembered cadence and i was like oh oh, oh no oh no i've i've burned myself at my own stake <laughs> i wasted on my own flaming petard uh, uh well I think one thing we talked about when we were we were talking about the possibility of this uh, is once once we kind of debated this out. What let's let's talk. Is there is there a middle ground and what does that middle ground look like? And we touched on it a little bit with the idea of like, what if you rotated, but then you know your local meta was still available to say like, hey, you know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a night uh, where you can bring your old stuff or something like that. Um, so what do you say we we chat a little bit about that? Like we explore that a little bit. Um, what uh, what exists as a as either ways to rotate or ways to partially rotate or, or something like that. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I know for a fact that even if there was a hard rotation, they went full on in that direction, and that is that is law, that is rule, that is exactly how the rule book states it. You can only play warbands from this. There is not a soul in our community that would look a returning player in the eye and say, sorry, you can't play that. Yeah. I I have zero doubts that anybody in our community would say, hey, glad to have you back. That's the warband you got. Let's throw them on the table. Let's, let's refresh you on the new rules and still talk about the fact that in competitive play, it's, it's out, it's on a rotation, but nobody's going to turn anybody down for a game. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, that's that's something to keep in mind like that that is maybe not as big as a barrier as we would have made it out to be during the during the debating portion of this um i i think uh there's a couple you know we we talk about rotation as it being like a as if it was the cards like this card is rotated out uh but you know there's we've seen with boards like boards rotate too right but like we've seen boards that are reprinted um just with a different you know like the uh, Amber Trap Nest was a board that just was a makeover of a of a previous board. Uh, the Penitent Throne, maybe. Oof, man, that would be 
quite the poll if I'm right on that. We'll we'll uh, we'll check. We'll have the uh, the uh, fact checkers check that. Uh, get our staff working on that. Um, but uh, uh, they've done it before with boards. You could do it with warbands, right? You could rotate the sepulchral guard and then release them again later with kind of revamped. Uh, even if you want new models, you could do it like, hey, here's the new models. These are legal, but also sort of the old ones. Uh, like here's the new cards that you could use with them. I think if you were a, if you were a diehard sepulchral guard uh, player and they re-released that warband, you would probably buy it again, right? Uh, yeah, and I think the uh, the precedent has been set there for that to be okay. Um, so long as they don't reprint the cards and completely divert from what the warband was, what the cards were called, what they did kind of thing, Yeah, uh, they've set the precedent where they've said, hey, you can use old cards. You don't have to, like, you don't have to buy the necessarily buy the new one so long uh, as you're using the most recent wording. Sure. You're, and you're I talking think, about uh, if center I... of attention is a prime example of that. Sure. Yep. Uh, dual of wits, that sort of thing. So as right. long as they, uh, I can, I can use my super cool shade spire season dual of wits, uh, which Josh is a huge fan of. And let's, uh, <laughs> let's save that for another debate. <laughs> uh, I, I can use that and I just have to make sure that I'm using, you know, whatever the latest printing is. That's a good point, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I, I think it would be really cool to see um, something that I, I would really enjoy seeing is mixing up seasons in a way that uh, you've got the the current meta. So what what's in rotation? So let's say for, for right now, we've got Harrow Deep, Nether Maze, and Gnarlwood. Then we bring in one of the previous seasons to availability. So that be that be whether that being Shadespire or um, Night Vault or Beast Grave or Dire Chasm added mm. into the mix, and sure. then you you switch up which season is going to be kind of tacked on with that. So that yeah. uh, that kind of satisfies both sides of things. Your your warbands aren't going to truly rotate out as a uh, as kind of a veteran player. You're sure. still going to at least have another opportunity down the way to, to uh, yeah those. Yeah, but I, it lowers that warband count for the sake of new players. I like that. Well, I, I could even get more granular with this, uh, for there's yeah, a, there's a period where, um, yeah, I mean, so the, the short is I'm going to say, you could, you could say rather than say like, okay, it's everything that's current, but also shade spire. You could say it's everything that's current and also, uh, spike claws swarm and, uh, uh, like the, uh, I don't know, uh, we'll say in the grim watch or uh, I know those are two kind of power choices, but um, you could say everything that's current and eyes of the nine and uh, you know, the despoilers or, you know, something like that. You, you have options where you could, you could just say like, here's four other war bands that are also legal uh, during this time. And then somebody who's new comes in and they say, all right, here's, here's the only four I have to refamiliarize myself. I may not have access to those, but like I'll, right. I'll keep an eye on those. Um, and and I've seen something like that. Uh, there was a period where I, I did a little bit of privateer press, and I I'm gonna not remember what they called it at the time. And I wasn't playing much. I was just kind of 
interested in reading and listening to a lot of stuff about it where they would have these seasons where they'd say, here are the war casters um, and whatever the hordes version is. Uh, but here's, here's these commanders that you can use uh, that they're kind of defining to that. But here, these are the ones that are specifically like in rotation at this time, or these are the ones I think they even did. Like these are the ones that have some sort of favored. So if you take these, then they have, you know, some, additional bonus or something like that. But point being, they had like a rotating pool that these are the ones that you really are paying attention to at this time. And it almost creates this mini meta, right? Yeah. Uh, like if, if Molag was not in it all the time, that'd be fine. And then would sometimes rotate in and then you'd be like, okay, I need to create something right now that is capable of dealing with, you know, here, here are the, here are the big things that I need to consider instead of here's 47 things I need to consider. You're saying here's, you know, 20 or whatever. I would agree. And one thing that I will say is if if there is any sort of conversation about compromise and allowing older warbands in, I think the one thing that GW as as a game balancer has to do is to pull the brakes on the release schedule. Mm. And the way I the way I'm imagining that is as opposed to having eight warbands release over the course of a year you have the core boxes be the new warbands and then the in-between releases uh in between the box releases i should say be reprints of warbands making those available to newer players because if you just say that they're going to be allowed in this meta this mini meta you still have the problem of those warbands not being available. Sure. Uh, and GW loves to make them some money. <laughs> the only people making money off of those older warbands right now is the secondary market. That's true. That that yeah. money's already been made, and those warbands that are going for 80, 100, 120, 140 in some cases, that's mm-hmm. just going into some random Joe Schmo's pocket. GW's yeah. making nothing out of it. I wonder, uh, you know, because they do the periodically like print on demand where they'll say like, hey, we're mm-hmm. doing, I mean, a Black Library does it with some of their novels and GW does it with some of their figures. I, are you aware? I don't know. Do they generally do it only with like metal or resin stuff or do they sometimes do it with plastic? So from what I understand, they don't do it. They don't do it to bring things back no. uh, yet. And listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm relatively new to the hobby in the vein that I've only done this for like five or so years. Um, But my understanding is that they only do that when they rotate something out, when it's not going to be available for forever or for at least a decent amount of time. They print it to order so that people can get that last fix and then well, yeah, but I, I, they definitely have done like they, uh, if you watch the website, they'll, they'll do like, here's old space Marine heroes or something like that. Like something that has not right. been available for a super long time. Um, are, are you saying that you think that's just like remaining stock or something like that? Or do you think it's, I, I have not personally noticed ones that haven't been around for a while. Mm. I've only noticed ones where it's, this is your last chance to get this. We will print as many as people need, and then it's gone. But 
I'm not infallible. So, so I, I do know that there's stuff that's been out of print for a while, and, and I wonder if they could do that with plastic sprues. I don't know, you know, like you figure the, uh, I, I, you know, we're we're getting way off uh, off on this. Like I, I, I'm just ignorant uh, about what their processes are. You know, if you figure whatever files they had to design them, those still exist. Not they're doing computer design, but I'm sure there's all the all the overhead of, you know, getting the molds going and all that sort of thing. So, right. And um, it's, it, it, I would imagine that the number of molds that they have hasn't exceeded their storage capacity. Mm. Like I'm sure someone somewhere has the molds necessary for pretty much everything that, that they've got. Yeah. Now, whether or not it's compatible with their current production methods, who knows? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the stuff is I, there. I guess what we're saying is like, if there was a print-on-demand option, that'd be pretty rad. You could say like, "Hey, for the upcoming season, uh, you know, we have, let's say it's we're a couple years down the line for the upcoming season, we have returned to Ulgu, and guess what? Uh, Shadeborn and uh, you know whatever Shadeborn and Dantelos are now print-on-demand and available. Like, get them, get them back in the mix or something, something like that. Right, like. Um, that, that's a possible way forward. Yeah, that is one way. And it doesn't even have to be a, a full refresh. So you don't have necessarily have the discrepancy between the old and the new. Yeah. Maybe just polish up some of the ones that have been changed in the FAQ anyway. Yeah. And then slap a current season border around it. And there you go. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think there's, you know, we, we kind of talked from the perspective of like a hard rotation or no rotation at all, but there, there's maybe this compromise option of like somewhere in between. Um, and I think the thing that's most appealing to me uh, of like a, a soft rotation or a, a rotate hard rotation, but with like a returning, you know, uh, blast from the past every once in a while is those mini metas that I might create, you know, like, uh, and even if it was like not if it if that particular mini meta was having some issues or something, you'd know it would be temporary, or they could they could make some change on the fly. Uh, it would kind of involve like a uh, more active hand, I think. You know, you you need to you need to test it out. But right now they have to, you know, they kind of have to test against forty six other warbands. You know, the next one has yeah. to be tested against forty seven other. I was going to um, say the same thing. It's something that you definitely have to de- develop with those war bands in mind, but it's easier to develop with 25 war bands or, or however from anywhere at, as opposed to 47. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I kind of like some of those options. Um, but I will say this, like at the end of the day, whatever the choice is going forward, whatever they, you know, figure out, uh, I've discovered as, as we brought in new players, I've discovered that like, I enjoyed this game, you know, when it first started in Shadespire and I, w- I could be, you know, Reavers, uh, Steelhearts Champions, uh, the Iron Jaws Boys or the Sepulchral Guard. Like those were the only four options. I thought that game was, I thought the game was great then. I've enjoyed it all the way through. Like I've enjoyed Nemesis. I've enjoyed playing Rivals. I've enjoyed playing Championship. I've enjoyed playing Team variations like i've enjoyed a lot of different variations of that and that that gives me some consolation in in, uh being being confident that like kind of whatever whatever twist they need to do to kind of keep the game healthy uh i think i will personally probably enjoy whatever that twist may be 
I would agree. Yeah. Uh, and a big part of that is the community that we get to be part of. Uh, and I, I speak of that uh, just the immediately locally and then on the, on the bigger scale. So um, definitely good game. Good cannot people. say enough for the, uh, for the community of people we've got involved. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. I think you have anything else you want to you know, pitch in on this? Um, I think the only we're... thing that I'd like to add to the, uh, to tack on to the end of that is I would love to hear more feedback on this one. Uh, <laughs> I know we, uh, we definitely didn't exist the, hey, excuse me. I know we definitely didn't exhaust the list of opportunities and variations on compromise that we can get here. So I would love to hear from our listeners as far as what they think, what, uh, yep. what are some other options for rotation and making sure we kind of get the best of both worlds, satisfying people's nostalgia, as well as uh, making that access for newer players a little bit, a uh, little bit less steep. So let us know. Yeah. Uh, we, if people enjoy this, uh, in this kind of episode, then we will return to it. Um, some of the other topics that we want to talk about, we've, uh, one of them specifically deals with the, uh, plot card, uh, conundrum, you know, does oh, right. the, the championship document, uh, currently says that, uh, you can only include a deck, uh, plot cards. If it, if a universal deck includes a plot card, then you can only include cards from one of those decks. Um, and you can't mix and match. And right now we don't know what it looks like going forward. Um, right now there's no room for grand Alliance, but there's, uh, you know, who knows, like we might, we might see grand Alliance universal rivals decks. Uh, we might see a, I don't know, uh, an essential style release of here's, here's uh grand Alliance essentials or something like that. Like here's something that you can just salt into your, um, to your championship decks like those those are still possible we, we're still kind of operating it feels like with uh, incomplete information about what what the future looks like but um that is that is one of the debates there's a debate about uh about card draw whether it's uh what's good for the game <laughs> so I, I don't know if we can randomize that one <laughs> at least if I, i'm involved <laughs> i would i would love to make you <laughs> argue on in favor of card draw <laughs> i know you and the other three would absolutely want to see me on that other side and i that, i'm telling you i don't know if i can hack it that's that's the kind of brotherhood we operate here <laughs> uh, uh so lots of other options for that um but uh, we won't. It's not something we'll necessarily do back to back. But uh, we like to be able to take the take the opportunity uh, and um, sort of provide that variety in uh, in content rather than you know just sort of perpetually talking about the meta over and over again. Um, there's uh, there's plenty of discussion of that available, um, but uh, we're we're going to try and keep uh, keep providing variety anyway. Um, Josh, this was episode ninety-five. We're we're uh, we're closing in on a hundred for the uh, for the podcast, if you can believe it. So um, we're, we'll be cooking up something. <laughs> we'll be cooking up something for uh, for one hundred here in uh, in a bit. But uh, uh, coming up, uh, we have a little bit of flexibility in what we can do. So it may be another battle report. Uh, we think based on the roadmap, we may have like a, another episode or two before we see another new release, but uh, it's it's always hard to say. Um, there could be a, a deep dive. We, we've got it kind of wide open. Uh, and so at this time, it occurs as that we're, we're always open to taking listener input. Uh, <laughs> there is there is one just absolute chaos agent of a, of a suggestion. Uh, and I, I believe this came from Sleeks Bowl, my guess. Um, 
where he oh, was. Oh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I'm yeah. I'm actually really excited for this one. <laughs> so uh, I don't think we can get it together before the next one, but we, we may uh, we may talk about this. But this is uh, this is where we get uh, listener input. Uh, the the uh, hosts of this cast would do a round robin, uh, and we would all be using warbands that are submitted by listeners, uh, perhaps specifically submitted uh, for their aggravatingness to play. Um, I think what was thrown out was like a Eltharis Guardians Annihilation build and the like. So, um, I'm kind I'm of... personally a big fan. I think the initial concept was basically. Uh, the the listeners build a deck and choose a warband and i think <laughs> i think dialing it back to picking a warband and a couple mandatory picks yeah would be the way cuz i mean i mean part of the fun for me is is deck building along the way but yeah. even if you even just that example ilthari's annihilation is just that that in in itself is going to be a headache and a half and i can't <laughs> wait for submissions like that yeah. Uh, so I, I think, uh, stay tuned there. We'll, uh, we'll make sure to have it open to folks in the discord. Uh, I may give preference to, uh, any of our patrons, um, uh, as far as, uh, picking something. And then once they're, once they're exhausted, we'll open up to the rest, but, uh, that's, that's coming. I, I think the reaction from the host has been generally positive enough that we're going to do it one way or another. And if anyone objects, well, they can just grumble while they lose, uh, to our superior play. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if you if you have any anything that uh, you want to throw at us, we're always open to options, and we're uh, we got a we got a few pots on the on the stove here that we're uh, working with too. Uh, and as far as that goes, getting in touch with us, it's uh, at wthcast or whatthehexcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out more content on themortalrealms.com. There's actually a, a crossover episode that's uh, coming out uh, has come out on the that has come out on the the uh, story phase feed, the mortal realms feed. It has hosts from the uh, several different podcasts on the network, kind of talking about uh, big things uh, from the past year, plural years, uh, and year to come. Uh, it's uh, worth a listen. Um, of course, thanks to them for uh, having us on the network. Uh, coming up, we talked about some of our uh, potential new uh, episodes. Um we uh we do have our regular segment. That's uh, the flavor text quiz. Uh, are <laughs> are you ready for that? You you don't have to beat anyone here. You just have to. You're you're totally on your own. I just um, just have to be better than myself. That's it. <laughs> uh, it yeah. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna open it up to um, the the whole of everything since we were talking about like way back uh into you know all the way we, we we talked about rotation we talked about all the way back but gosh that's uh i don't know some four thousand cards or something so that that feels a little bit unfair nah. so <laughs> <laughs> uh i will i will refine the possibilities but uh uh i'll uh, i'll try and keep it uh it, it could be pretty broad here so all right i've got one for you ready all right <clears throat> There's no attribution to this quote. It's a it's a more narrator narrator uh, oriented one. Okay. Each construct advances guided unwilling. Sorry, each construct advances guided unwillingly by the skills and experience of countless warriors. Each construct. Yeah. 
That makes me want to rule out... Wait, you, you did say you narrowed it. How did you narrow it? I, I narrowed it uh, by it is a warband that you love dearly. It's a warband that I love dearly. Oh, okay. It is okay. an objective. It is. That's what it sounds like. Almost want to say it. It sounds like Kanan's Reapers, but it's. It it is a Kanan's Reapers card. You're closing in. Uh, construct. I'm trying to think of what they talk about building. Most of what they talk about is like taking what's due. <laughs> well, they. I think. Uh... I think maybe if you, I don't know how much of the background of these guys, you know, the, the warriors are each bone constructs that are, that are, uh, filled oh, in by the souls of warriors. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, this is a, I'm going to say this is a one glory end phase. If that helps one glory end phase, each construct advances guided unwillingly by the skills and experience of countless warriors. I want, Oh, I'm struggling. No, that's a surge. That is a surge. Is it, is it the one for each uh, each one having a move or charge token? That's it. It's Walking Mass Grave. That's what it is. All right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I was better than myself. <laughs> <laughs> Got there. Uh, yeah. So uh, I I got to remember to put that in. Uh, I've, I've finally started keeping a document, so I remember which one so I don't repeat them. Um, it's uh, it's oh, surprising nice. how hard it is to keep that track of that. But uh, yes, uh, your recommended listening for this episode is a Death Cap for Cutie track called Debate Exposes Doubt. And that is off of the photo album from 2001. Very appropriate. That's, that's going to do it uh, for What the Hex. I've been Davey. I've been Josh. The uh, the surge objectives. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna find this because it's gonna bother me that I'm not bringing it up. Let's see. Oh, that's fine. Uh, filter enhance <laughs> objective surge speed burst of speed. I bet you it's burst of speed. Hmm. Oh no, I've done it in championship. That's why I'm. Show me relic. Ooh. This is really asked a lot of the filter. <laughs> it's it's like you. I said, uh, show me relic cards, all of them, and it's like you you what what now? <laughs> like, there we go. Let's try this. Burst of speed, boosh. Uh, burst of speed and long strider. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so another uh, another point that i would like to make is that just kidding scratch that that's a <laughs> that's a point in your favor <laughs> <laughs> give it to me uh no so give me a second i'm gonna pull this up do, do, do. if i was a more comprehensive editor, I'd put in like elevator music while you wait. But. <laughs> <laughs>